0: Phil is a failed skydiver and a bear, sometimes he runs. Ben's always traveling, an occasional beach bum. Phil talks a lot, Ben not at all. It's BHP Town Hall. Ben the guests alcohol, BHP Town Hall. Ben created Eye on Off, he's a comic book fanatic. Phil made Pyro CMS. He's probably in a kayak. Phil talks a lot, Ben, not at all. It's PHP Town Hall. Random guests, alcohol, PHP Town Hall. Hello, welcome to episode 52 of the PHP Town Hall. You have myself, Ben Edmonds, along with Amanda Folsom, our new co host. Amanda. Well,
1: don't
0: pop yet. let <laughs> <laughs> was wait to see how this goes because it's not going so well so far.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's been an interesting ride.
0: Eh? <laughs> I guess they don't know on the when they hear the audio later. It just took us like thirty minutes to figure out how YouTube works because we're professionals.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, so let's kick this off though, with, uh, Amanda. Yeah, give a little intro about yourself. You know, what do you do? Uh, you know, what kind of things do you like? Oh, no, all that shit.
1: Okay. Um, So yeah, I'm Amanda. I do things sometimes. Uh, You may have seen me around at a conference. I do a lot of conferences. I am pretty much a professional conference attendee. Uh, So I go around, give talks, drink beer, you know, the usual stuff. And then for some spare time stuff, I am a fig secretary and I'm writing a book and I post a lot of memes on Twitter. That's pretty much my, my claim to fame. More known for the memes than the actual
0: PHP work. <laughs> are, they, uh, are they memes you create yourself or are you a meme plagiarizer?
1: So the only one I've ever really created myself is I uh, I made a, a Taylor Otwell Pepe for Laricon for <laughs> That talk sounds recently.
0: like a real asshole.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Was this> before <laughs> Pepe
0: meant racism? Or? Yes,
1: oh yes, long before that. Uh, this is in July of this year, or last year. So yeah, no, it was long before um, the whole thing that we're not going to talk about, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, the orange one we do ask because.
1: Yes. So, no, that's the only one I've ever created, I think. I don't know. The only one I remember creating. But yeah, other than that, I just steal other people's work and, and call it my own.
0: Nice, nice. All right. So, uh, where do you work and where do you live?
1: So, I work at GitLab. I live in the not so sunny Bay Area right now. It's been raining for the last few days. It's actually so, the rain is coming down so hard, I actually can't see it across the water, which is unusual. But I've been seeing rainbows all day. And, uh, yeah, California. So it's really early. It's, it's early enough that drinking might be frowned upon.
0: Mm, it's almost 5
1: o'clock. I have, I haven't opened it yet, but I have a Nitro Milk Stout.
0: Ooh, those are delicious. Yeah, they are.
1: And I have mm. my giant red Solo cup for partying. <laughs> nice. Nice. How about you? What do you got?
0: Uh, gin and tonic because I am trying to do keto right now. So ah, yeah, good call. I think you got, like, the most disgusting drink in the world to me. I hate this.
1: Keto's pretty fun. I've actually reconsidered um, doing that, kind of, well, considered restarting that, I think, is probably a better way to word that, a few times now. But uh, it's yeah. really, really well, hard to do when you're on the road, yeah.
0: Well, it's not a good way to word that, but effective, <laughs> I would say. <laughs> yeah, so, I just started Sunday, because, like, I am I figure I'll do, like, a, like a cut, and then I'm full bulk cycle again, right? Yeah. Um, so I started Sunday, so I'm, like, right in the depths of that, like, I would just stab someone for a candy bar, kind of feeling right now.
1: Yeah, got to get those gains, though. <laughs> yeah. I am about to get some gains by lifting this pizza to my face.
0: <laughs> yeah, nice. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. And
1: now I feel a little bad eating this in front of you. But only a little. <laughs> No,
0: I actually had a piece today. They had, a, uh, they had like a happy hour at lunch today for the inauguration of the office. So they had a of pizza, so I cheated a little bit. And watched, just that like one piece.
1: That's fair. That's fair. All right. What are we getting into?
0: All right. Uh, I guess we'll start out with like, what kind of work do you do? You know, we know it takes you to a lot of conferences. So, what uh, what kind of conferences do you have lined up this year?
1: Uh, so this year, I, I so I tend to do the spectrum for stuff like that. There's a few Linux conferences. I'm going to be at the Southern California Linux Expo in March. Uh, I. Prior to that, I'm actually going to be at Sunshine PHP here at the end of the month. So if you're headed to Sunshine, you will see me in uh, a little over a week. Yeah, so that that'll be a good a time.
0: Really fun conference. Like, stands yeah. out in my mind is one of the most fun I've been to.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, there's... Uh, so I feel like a lot of the PHP conferences in general are done really, really well. But um, that one, I... Like, the venue is really cool, too. There's, like, this atrium, and they have a parrot yeah. that... Someone taught it how to swear, so... <laughs>
0: Yeah, so when means. I first heard about this, actually, I thought it sounded kind of lame because um, oh, I take a business trip and the venue is at the hotel. I always hate that because then I just never leave the hotel. Yeah. So when I heard about it with the conference, so like for those that don't know, basically the conference is at a hotel that you stay at. It's a, a pretty cool hotel. It's really nice. Yeah. Um, So it sounded horrible to me, but actually it was super great, right? Because like It's basically like you're in a mini resort, and you're at the conference, and there's hot tubs and pools, and it was just a really fun time.
1: Yeah, no, I totally agree. Uh, And, yeah, you're right. I found that I didn't leave the hotel that much, but uh, it's near the airport, so there's not a whole lot going on there anyway. But you can totally leave the airport and find a bunch of alcohol and things to do.
0: Yeah, I took, like, an Uber to the beach. It was fun one night.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's not far. It's not far Mm -hmm. at all. So... Uh, but yeah, so I will be there, which will be nice. Uh, I am also going to be at PHP Tech later this year.
0: Nice.
1: nice. If I have a couple
0: of co going there. It's in Atlanta this year. Oh,
1: yeah? Uh, yeah. Nice. So that should be good. That should be good. Um, and then, yeah, as far as uh, conference stuff goes, I, I have a pretty light schedule this year because I had a really heavy schedule last year, so I'm kind of trying to... To pull it back a little bit. But that said, everybody keeps sending me emails that are like, Hey, you should totally submit to this thing that I'm doing and I'm like, All right. <laughs> but next thing you know, there's gonna be like twelve things that I'm on the hook for doing.
0: Yeah. I I do that too. Like think right right now I'm like, Oh yeah, it's gonna be a light year, but I'm sure I'll you No, know, I'll fall to the temptation later. Yeah,
1: it's it's one of the biggest lies that I think people who do stuff like that tell ourselves, Oh, I'm I'm gonna scale it back. And yeah. Feel like the opposite happens.
0: Yeah. Uh, so I've actually never heard you speak. What's like your your favorite talk that you give? As far as in your mind, not necessarily like what gets accepted the most, but what's the most fun one to you? Have?
1: The most fun one is actually um, one of the ones I'm doing at Tech. Uh, it's around DNSBLs. So made a DNSBL, and if you don't know what a DNSBL is, it's a DNS based blacklist. So you can blacklist a bunch of IPs and um, domains and things like that. And I'm helping prevent spam in theory, even though I probably am the spam. But anyway, it's just like a fun little side project that I started several years ago and it kind of accidentally took off. I, uh, some of those things that like I just did and suddenly people started using it. And then before I know it, there were two uh, antivirus companies that reached out to me and they were like, hey, we want your data. And I was like, oh, I guess this is kind of serious now. So I, uh, started working on that and I give a talk about it kind of like the history of blacklists and some of the stuff that I did I got a lot of data out of uh, out of the blacklist and it was fun because I was able to start predicting when certain botnets would kick off so like Zeus would fire mm-hmm. something off and then I could actually predict that that was going to happen because it lined up with a specific time zone and a specific area and it was consistent mm-hmm. so just uh talk kind of goes into that but it was just kind of like a fun I, I it, it scratches my nerdage. Even though it's like Mm -hmm. DNS and DNS is not that sexy. uh, It's just like a really fun thing to work on.
0: Very cool. Is that um, central or is it distributed? Or how does that work exactly for the blacklist itself?
1: So a little bit of both. There's a master node that kind of sits in the center of that. And then that replicates DNS to all these other things. So it's actually pretty easy to spin up and tear down nodes as you need traffic okay. or as you you have more traffic so as you need
0: it. I, I don't really know anything about it, right? So is it an actual DNS server and it just blacklists itself or how? Do, what's kind of a, I mean, I don't want to sit here and go through the code with you, but <laughs> <laughs> <technical> <laughs> with you.
1: Yeah, so there's a few ways to do it. Um, you can spin up just like a regular, server like bind nsd something like that Um, i use something called rbl dnsd which is specifically designed for dnsbl so you can have a massive zone file Mm -hmm. Uh, right now it's got like 1.2 million ips in it or so it's actually a pretty small data set i just cleared it out on the the first of the year and it's already got some data back in it Mm -hmm. and uh yeah it's it's pretty speedy and uh, yeah you can it's all dns right so you can just spin them up tear them down we've had you know several nodes up at once. We get DDoSed sometimes. Uh, the DDoSing has happened a lot less, It's so it's not public right now because, like I said, uh, the antivirus companies are farming data from it and they wanted exclusivity. I was like, alright, I can do that as long as I still get to use it and get rid of my okay. time." Uh,
0: okay, so it's not an open source project, it's um...
1: So that was the intent. Uh, I really wanted to open source the, the code, and some of the, the old crufty parts of it are open source, but not a lot of the newer stuff. So I actually have this control panel that I'm going to release probably within the next three to four months, uh, hopefully before PHP Tech when I'm giving this talk that'll uh, have, like, the dashboard. And my. I, ideally, I want to get this thing to a place where people can just take a Docker image and fire their own one up. Uh, that's kind of the cool, mm-hmm. one of the cool things about blacklists is you can never really have too many of them. Um, more people capturing spam is is better for everyone. So as long as you're responsible about it.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Nice. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the so other thing you said you did. I'm sorry. I'm just going to interview you. To
1: that's fine. That's totally I'm fine. <laughs>
0: I don't know you. um, so you're a fix secretary. How, what's that like? How long have you been doing it? Um, you know, what's your general thoughts on the fix.
1: Yeah. So I. I Started doing that uh, kind of late last year, and it's been interesting. It's kind of fun to, to be involved in how all that stuff is made and kind of see what goes on behind the scenes and see how some of the PSRs are put together. And we uh, we just passed FIG 3.0, so everybody's kind of working under that that new system. So we have working groups who are doing the, the bulk of things and, and getting stuff done. And so it's been going pretty well. Things have been going pretty smoothly. Um, it was a little dramatic for a while there, uh, but the drama has really kind of died down and people it, it's really awesome to just see stuff getting done right now.
0: Okay. Yeah. It's been it's been really cool. Is the are you hitting in Roblox with the Fig 3 setup like do you feel like it's going to be good for the immediate future? Are there any plans to change it.
1: Uh, I don't know of any plans. I haven't heard of any, like, oh, we need to fix this right now. I mean, people have tossed around, like, oh, well, you know, this could probably be tweaked, and that could probably be tweaked, but it's nothing like we need to completely gut the system and, and re-architect it, nothing like that. Not yet.
0: <laughs> cool. All right. Uh, I, I guess because it's a state of union on the fig in general, since you are inside, grasp on it. Right? So like, <laughs> what's getting the most traction right now? Anything recently? This is a leading question because I kinda know the answer, but anything recently approved or being worked on? Things like that. Yeah,
1: so PSR 16 just got passed through caching. So if you are interested in caching, they could definitely uh, use some people who want to implement things and kind of work with that and um, I've heard talk about another, uh, like a revision being done to that, but things seem to be going pretty well. So if you are interested in caching at all, it's definitely something to to get involved in and take a look at.
0: Cool. Um, is that, like, are there any current implementations or who's kind of taking the lead on that?
1: Um, as far as implementations go, I think... Symphony had done one. There were two more that I'm drawing a blank on, but yeah. So there are people who have who have implemented it, and uh, you can find references to all of that stuff on the the Fig GitHub account.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, So I guess on memberships, uh, you had a few people leave right before Fig Three over that drama, and then you had I guess a couple people came back. Are there Mm -hmm. what projects came back? Because there's some pretty notable projects that left, right?
1: Yeah. So as far as coming back, I'm not sure that anybody has come back, but we've had a few people uh, request membership. Okay. And uh, I actually, this is really bad. I should really know the status of those. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, that's fine. Uh, who are the current secretaries? Actually, it went through a vote recently. As well.
1: It's just me and uh, me and Michael right now. Mm. Yeah. Okay.
0: Oh, there are usually three. Is that- well?
1: Yeah. So we we talked about that and it, the. We, we lost Samantha, she left us, but, um, it's oh, kind of, on? no, well, sort of she, she wanted to do more of the working group stuff. So she's, she's off doing that, the mm-hmm. core committee. Um, okay. so she's on the core now. And, uh, so yeah, we, Michael and I had a discussion about it and it just made sense to, to not revisit that because we would be doing, we would be doing an election now. And the, the process is kind of lengthy and then have to do yet another election in April. So, there's only two of us for right now. Ideally, there'd be three, but it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to go through all of that, only to have to basically do it again uh, two months
0: later. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. Uh, What kind of fun projects are you working on? What are you excited about right now? So feel free to grab another bite of pizza if you want to. Like,
1: yeah, no, I, I have it in my hand. Like I've been holding it this entire time <laughs> and just have been running my mouth instead. So I will definitely get down on some pizza and need to crack open one of these beers. Yeah, so fun side project stuff. I uh, I made this to-do app a while ago just because I, I really hated a lot of the, the task list apps. A lot of them give you information on, well, pretty much just your task list, but I want to see... How much I suck. So I built some metrics into this thing, and it, right. it kind of guilt[s] me when I don't do things. I get like angry text messages and stuff. So I'm kind of refactoring nice. that. It was a really crappy Laravel four application that I mm-hmm. did. It, like, it's the code is horrendous. I I committed crimes against Laravel. Um, so refactoring that, but
0: uh, been, what's science? that? Did you not use facades?
1: Um. So. It gets a little worse than that. I have things in my controllers that maybe shouldn't be there. It's mm. it's not good. Yeah, um, right. no, I yeah, I have a method in one of the controllers that's probably fifty lines and does way more than it should. Um, uh, so yeah, yeah that's, like
0: that's, that's not bad.
1: They it's not worse bad, <laughs> but it's like nested if crap. And yeah, oh yeah, no, it could be way worse. But it's like I know that that's it's not a good thing. So, yeah, refactoring that. Um, and I've been taking a look at Laravel Spark lately. So that's been kind of a fun thing that I've, I've been hacking on. Um, just I don't necessarily know that I want to monetize this thing. Um, I'm actually not really that interested in monetizing it, but I felt like it was a, a good a good excuse to, to check out Spark and kind of build that stuff into it. Um, so, yeah, that's really it as far as the side project stuff goes, just messing around with that a little bit.
0: Okay, um, so real quick, not to get like businessy with it, but do you know Lee Tingle? Yeah. Uh, friend of the show. Lee
1: mm-hmm.
0: Guilt Trip. you seen this?
1: Yeah, I uh, checked that out uh, maybe like a month or two ago.
0: Yeah, so you mentioned the to-do list that texts you and like hassles you if you're not getting shit done. It'd be kind of cool to maybe do an integration or something. That sounds kind of like just throwing it out there. Sounds like you're a... Uh, the same idea there it actually helped me a lot so i used it for um the notebook i did and this this thing had just been pending for like two years um and just it was total extra motivation just the the fact that i got reminders and lee was going to be sad that i didn't finish it so
1: (laughs) yeah no i looked at that and i uh so the original project started as like the annoying task list and it was i I had it rigged up to twilio and it would just text me incessantly like to the point where if if a if a deadline was approaching like my twilio bill got ridiculous
0: (laughs) 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 so it's kind of like this is annoying me and it's costing me money this is
1: annoying me and it's costing me (laughs) five (laughs) dollars it wasn't that bad but um Yeah, no, it was, it was costing me money and annoying the hell out of me. So I, I I don't always respond well to that. Like at a certain point I'm, I just get overloaded and I'm like, screw it. I don't even care anymore. Or like I have root. I can just log in and turn this off and that'll fix the problem too. Um, Instead of doing the actual thing. Um, So I don't know how I'm going to build that back in. So I think there's probably a better way to, to notify myself that I'm about to screw something up other than annoying myself.
0: Yeah, I I do actually kind of like the money angle, though. Um, like maybe not in that way, but I I can see it motivating me if I knew it was going to cost me. Because it's almost like you're making money, but the opposite, right? You're saving. Yeah. So I I can see that kind of being motivational because it can be hard to work on side projects for me. It's like, yeah, you know, I've got a side gig here, I've got work work here, and they both have more immediate payouts than
1: yeah,
0: side gig that might pay me a year from now. Um. So I can actually see that helping if there's with actual financial
1: Actual financial burden imposed. Uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I, I sort of have a similar problem. And it's often difficult. for. So I'll start something and then not finish it. And I think everybody has that struggle. And it's difficult for me to figure out where I left off. So if I want to revisit mm-hmm. something, I have to go back and think about what I was working on. And it's not necessarily a code-related thing. Sometimes it's, oh, well, you need to to set up this integration and you need to do this and you know, here are kind of your next steps and I'll make notes on mm-hmm. there's like scraps of paper all over my desk that have things in like various states of, um, well thought, I guess. Mm. And So I just want kind of a place to, to track some of that stuff too. So it doesn't necessarily have to be like a short term to do list sort of thing. Uh, some of it is kind of project related too.
0: Yeah. Right. Okay. Well,
1: that's cool. Yeah. I, I, I don't know, I don't have a good solution. So like, uh, mm-hmm. writing your own thing is probably not <laughs> the best solution to, to manage do
0: list is not the best way to finish your project.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly, pretty it's much. List to do with the
0: manager side projects.
1: Yes, yeah, probably not the best idea. Uh, no, it works really well for like the, the IRL things, like, oh, you need to mm. go to the store and do this. But there's a million apps that do that, so it's I not really that, that
0: novel. Yeah, okay. I don't think about like life outside of computers that often. That's
1: cool. Yeah, no, it's a scary place. Yeah. The world is, is terrifying.
0: It's uh, a really interesting on the topic of side projects. I read an interesting article this week that was about um how to actually finish your side projects. I felt like it hit home for me. It's talking about how as developers we get an idea for a side project. It's probably a good idea. But um we also use we use it as an excuse to try new technology. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have like a stack ready to go where you can get a basic site or blog up in about 15 minutes, um, then you're doing it wrong. So you should have a stack you know really well, that's stable, that's boring, that you can just get something out the door immediately, even if it's not perfect. Um, really just partly motivate yourself to get it done, right? So if you get like a landing page up with an email list and you get that done in an hour when you had the idea and you start seeing emails throw, flow in for that or something, that's going to motivate you more. So it's actually mm-hmm. interesting. But if you use that as an excuse to like try out Angular Two or you know, whatever the new thing is. Yeah. Um, you know, you're gonna be two months in and still learn you might have learned something. But that wasn't the goal, right? The goal was to do a side project. Yeah. So I've got that. I've got like side projects all over the place, all in different frameworks that like just fizzled out after a week or whatever, you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I've definitely run into that. So usually, Laravel is my go-to, or at least something PHP-related, because I can spin PHP stuff up pretty quickly, and I have most of the tools I need uh, somewhere. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, that that definitely makes a lot of sense. Because every time I try to do like, I, I try to learn whatever JavaScript framework of the day is, and uh, that doesn't usually work out so well for me. Yeah, those things I'm, never get I'm finished. Terrible
0: about it. <laughs> like. No, I started. I sorry, I was like, I really want Laravel Spark, but I want it for Node. Ooh, I should just write that in Node, and then like an actual planning session later with a friend. And I was like, no, we should just do this in Spark. Like, yeah, no. like we're looking at the six-month lead time before we start the side project.
1: Yeah. So uh, you want to chat about Spark for a sec?
0: Yes. Let's let's do that. Right, so, let's do thoughts? it.
1: Yeah. So I I actually really like Spark because. Uh, php particularly laravel is kind of my go to for you know zero to thing zero to deployed um, and spark does all of like the the payments crap that i don't want to do like if i have to write another payment processing thing i i will punch my face off i i just
0: mm-hmm.
1: i hate it i hate it so much so like it takes care of some of that it takes care of some of the the account based things so if you, wanna, if you have something that uses Teams, you know a lot of that logic is kind of already done for you. Um, I think the only thing I didn't necessarily like, and it's not even like a hatred thing, it's just uh, that you you have to use Vue for some of the stuff, and I feel like that's kind of a barrier for some people. Like if you don't know Vue, it's going to be a little bit more difficult for you to pick up. Um, but you only have to use it for like the login stuff, and I guess it's easy enough to, to pull out if you need to.
0: Yeah, uh, we actually have one project work that we ported and we got rid of you and ported Angular over four. Hmm, mm-hmm. interesting. well because we use Angular and a lot of other stuff. So it's just what's native to the team. Uh okay. looking back, we probably should have stuck with you just to um to try it out because you're now getting pretty popular and I yeah. sure might want to evaluate it for new projects. Now that Angular two, you know, is I hate Angular Two. I don't even want really to get into all that. But um in hindsight we probably should have tried it out. But at the time it was the right choice because we all already knew angular so yeah we put one developer through the pain of porting it for a week and everybody can use it basically
1: yeah no i i look at it as an excuse for me to like get off my ass and and learn view like um yeah. so that's actually one of the things that i want to do once i actually fix the the broken php parts i'll probably port it to Vue, um just as a learning experience but also maybe i might actually deploy that maybe i might actually not deploy that um but at least Getting the thing working is kind of step one, and then getting fancy with it is, is kind of step two. So, I I like it in the sense that it will help me not be lazy, but it's just like I don't really do view, so
0: mm-hmm.
1: it was a little weird, <laughs> a little weird for me
0: anyway. Yeah, I've been pretty happy with Spark overall. Um, yeah, yeah. The one thing that's been pretty I wouldn't say frustrating, I would say um, an annoyance is that. Um, how do put this correctly? Everything's abstracted exactly how it should be. Does that even make sense? Like, <laughs> it definitely feels like a, an academic project or something. Like, it, it's per- like it's perfect. Like, it's how you would think it should be. But that also makes it really difficult to like get shit done because everything's abstracted, like four files away, basically. Like, every little thing goes through a factory somewhere or an, an extra layer. Um, that's like one of my main minor noises with it is it's kind of hard to figure out what it's doing underneath the hood just do so much backtracking
1: yeah no I definitely agree with that but at the same time it's it's kind of a blessing because it's just it's out of your way like you can focus on your code bits and not have to necessarily worry about the spark code bits that are happening but yeah um, I I dove into the guts of it and I was like this is great but I have no idea what the hell I'm doing <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah that's, that's it yeah it's hard to describe yeah yeah
1: no like it's it's a good problem to have I think
0: mm-hmm. yeah uh yeah, so no, I've been so I, I still need to tracking. get into like customizing a little more because that's one advantage it has right is that you can pretty much override anything it does with custom code yeah um so once I get a better hang of like how to customize any piece in that internal it'll be better just trying to figure all that out is uh, a bit of the know a uh, no bottle
1: yeah no i feel like most of my problems with it are actually due to my own ignorance rather than spark yeah. itself <laughs> yeah exactly no it's it's, it's been really cool and then as far as like side projects stuff have done again it's just super super quick you know yeah. you all, all the account stuff is there for you. You basically, you run migrations and you have a really basic SaaS thing. I mean, the app doesn't do anything, but you have accounts, you have payments, you can take credit cards. You can basically set up an app to charge people for literally nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Give me a dollar a month for nothing for this dashboard that contains no information. And I'm sure someone would do it. I'm, Positive
0: someone will give you a dollar for that. I feel like I've signed up for that. Like i yeah. signed up for things that are like, oh, coming soon. And I'm like, wait, I just give you my credit card.
1: Yeah. It's like, you just charged me for a thing that doesn't exist and I'm okay with that somehow. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, uh, oh, I'm sure. I'll oh, I'll catch it next month. You never done. Yeah. So I uh, all right, so on the topic of the uh, Lord before we started, we were talking about um some stuff you've been playing around with T D. You wanna stick into that song?
1: Yeah. So Adam put out this uh, test-driven Laravel series and it's, it's fantastic. If you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. Um, it's a paid for thing that he's doing, but it's really well done and kind of walks you through, you create kind of like a, a ticket master sort of thing called ticket beast. And you know, with that you get payment processing and, and all of that, all of that fun stuff. Um, he walks you through all of that but it's all doing TDD so you're writing tests before you're writing the code and then gradually getting things to work he walks you through some refactoring stuff which is really neat mm-hmm. and yeah I, uh, I've i been doing that I've been kind of combining it with Spark too so we're working through that while uh, basically redoing this really janky Laravel 4 app that I, I did uh, and it's yeah I, I, I've been really digging it it's he's got I don't even know how many videos he's got a ton of videos up there mm-hmm. now and they're you know five ten minutes long a piece and they walk you through a specific component
0: uh, but it's not yeah. okay.
1: not so much at a time that you're just like holy crap I have no idea what's going on right now <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah I feel like um Jeffrey really kind of hit that pretty pretty well right and I'm, yeah I've grown addicted to that because it is really hard to sit through like an hour-long video and apply yeah. it without getting something else pulling you away so that like five yeah. 10 minute thing is Perfect.
1: Yeah, no, I really love that format. I, I love the hell out of Laricast too. Like he's done such a great job with that. Um, and yeah, same sort of deal where y- you just, you go, you watch a video on a specific aspect of a thing and you move on to the next one and it makes it super easy. Um, so we mentioned traveling. It's really great to just download videos and watch that stuff. And as I'm traveling, like things are going on. I don't necessarily have an hour to dedicate to doing something like this. I just want to watch something while I'm at lunch or whatever. So mm-hmm. I I like that format a lot.
0: Very cool. What uh, what's the URL or what's the name of Adam's thing? Uh,
1: list? it's testdrivenlaravel, but I don't remember what the URL l was. It might actually be I'm I'm gonna look like an ass because it's gonna be like TestDrivenLaravel.com dot com or something. Yeah. Nice. Testdrivenlaravel nice dot com. Cool. Nice and easy. Nice and easy. Yeah. Uh, sh- Scrolling through the video list real quick. Yeah, he goes through like race conditions and seg faults. He actually gets into some some deep stuff. So it's not just like high level overview. Here's how you do a thing. It's like actually getting into the guts of stuff.
0: Oh, nice.
1: Yeah, yeah. it's God. There's like forty something videos here. Oh. Okay. Yeah, like it's huge. No, it's, <laughs> it's huge. <Yeah. laughs>
0: um. So another cool thing I've seen recently is dusk. I haven't had a chance to play with it yet, but I, yeah, I, I call it out on my right, so it looked pretty cool. And actually, yeah. one of the coolest things I've seen someone do with it, just because it was unique, not because it's um be use for it technically, is um somebody has like their power bill or utility bill that mm-hmm. doesn't have a way to auto pay. So they wrote a dusk test basically that um pays their bill for them every month. I thought that was like, huh. a really cool use for that.
1: That's actually. Pretty badass. <laughs>
0: yeah, I was impressed. Uh, yeah, so I, I haven't, if you haven't yet, people.
1: Yeah, I haven't had a chance to play with that. That uh, I was in Mexico for the last week, so that came out when I was in Mexico drinking tequila. So I haven't played with it just yet, but uh, I'm looking forward to that because that's
0: mm-hmm.
1: one. Of, uh, so one of my goals for this year is to to suck less at JavaScript stuff. <laughs> Hence the the view thing, um, mm-hmm. and I think that that might be fun. That might be a fun component of that. Yeah.
0: Uh, so what kind of JavaScript stuff are you targeting other than Vue? Do you have anything in particular you're trying to figure out? Because that's, mm, truthfully, I do that more than PHP now. So. <laughs> um,
1: not particularly, just kind of more familiarity with it. I think rewriting some of the, the Laravel stuff that I've done in Vue, and still still using Laravel, but doing more on the, the Vue end with Laravel, uh, is kind of like my starting point. So I'm not just okay. completely diving in (laughs) it's a little bit easier for me to get into that way yeah so i have this problem where every time like i've been saying like i need to do more javascript stuff for years just so my job kind of requires me to be familiar with a bunch of things and not necessarily be an expert on any particular thing but have some familiarity and be able to talk to people about it and javascript's always been one of those things where i can do a little bit of stuff in it but i'm not it changes so quickly that I'm always behind. I'm perpetually Mm -hmm. behind and perpetually, you know, using things that people aren't using anymore. And so I kind of just need to catch up.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's a fair point. It's actually me and a coworker were complaining about it this week and we were, (laughs) we are talking and I mean, you're like i don't know if it's just that i'm burnt out from this or if it's that i'm getting old but i, I really have like a get off my lawn kind of feeling involving new shit in javascript because it fucking changes like every week and now there's see a six out which i was excited about for a while now it's actually out and everything's porting to it and all my old shit is I have to learn new shit for it. It's just like, oh my god, Like, could we just stabilize for like five years and get some shit done instead of rewriting our apps every year? Um, it's all good stuff. Like, JavaScript's definitely getting better and progressing. Um, it just it feels like it's going a little faster than it probably should.
1: Yeah, and that's kind of why it's always been a barrier to me is because I don't have time to keep up with it. Um, mm-hmm. or rather don't make time to keep up with it because I have all these other things that I need to do and I know that I, I will sit down I'll do something and then that knowledge will be mostly out of date within a month
0: yeah and that's it's emotionally <laughs> draining I would say right Because you feel like you're putting a lot of investment into that or it just mm-hmm. expires so quickly yeah for sure yeah it's it's definitely a challenge um, and I would say I feel that a little bit with PHP Um not because of the language, actually, but more because of the frameworks. It feels like the frameworks that started evolving yeah. pretty quickly over the past maybe two to three years. Um, I've been doing PHP for like, damn near, 10 years, right? And it never yeah. really changed at all until the past. <laughs> which is fun, uh, i have been doing the changes. I'd hate to be a new person that got into PHP five years ago, because it would feel that way. It would feel like, hey, I just learned this, now everything's changing.
1: Yeah, I think... I see what you're saying, for sure. I think it's not nearly as bad as the, the JavaScript stuff. Like, yeah, there's a lot of changes coming, and it's it's honestly been kind of great to see after PHP wasn't doing a whole lot for several years. I mean, the yeah. PHP 5 was around forever. Um, and it just, yeah, having come from, like, uh, early 5, late 4, it it was kind of a huge change for me. Uh, mm-hmm. And I was, I, I had kind of the the get off my lawn sort of feeling <laughs> mm-hmm. about that, but um, yeah, no, I I think it's it's still easy enough and approachable enough that people can come to it and be like, okay, you know, I can kind of figure this out. And uh, it's it's nice to start. I'm starting to see more uh, PHP 7 content, and actually a lot of here's how to migrate your legacy like 5.2 all the way to to 7.1 sorts of articles and things.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of material out there for it. It's, um, mm-hmm. I, I still think it has one of the easiest to entry for a newcomer. Um, it's because it's, I don't want to say consistent, but it is consistent. Not, maybe not the language constructs so much, because you do have to learn all the weird semantics there with, like, <laughs> you pass this parameter, that parameter. But the frameworks are fairly consistent. I feel like the cross-PHP frameworks are all fairly similar. It's not all that hard to pick up a new one.
1: Yeah, and I feel like the frameworks have actually helped out a lot because you can, and, and not just in PHP, but in general, there's so many frameworks out there that just make it stupid easy to get started with something. And we're we're getting to a point where even if you're not a developer, you can write an app and basically become a developer, uh, just messing around with with dinky stuff. You know, hello world is in a framework is actually kind of useful now.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I also enjoy um, some of the to-do projects out there. I don't remember the actual name of the project. There's a to-do project that basically does to-dos in every framework um, mm. out there, mostly JavaScript, but there's some for the PHP frameworks. And it's, just, it's actually something I did back in the day. So I had a uh, basically a guitar taps website, and I wrote it. I illegally scraped some guitar taps into Mongo, and then I wrote a site in like PHP and Ruby and JavaScript um, just so that I could get a feel for what it took to do it the same exact site in different languages and different frameworks and things like that. It's yeah. a really nice way to introduce yourself to it because you know what's expected, you know what the spec is. You don't have to figure anything out except the language itself or the framework itself.
1: Yeah, I used to do that with the uh, like really crappy things I wrote in in PHP. I'd be like I'm going to redo this in Python just to get more familiar with it and wrote yeah. then wrote crappy python instead which is great. Yeah. It's a great learning. Yeah, experience. so for
0: for like people learning, it's it's a really good way to learn something because you don't if you learn two things at once it just steepens that learning curve.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely.
0: Uh, all right. So, you got anything else on that topic or should we move on to questions?
1: No, we can move on to questions. i I keep getting pinged on Twitter so yeah. Uh, right, so I'll read
0: the first one out is uh, Joe Campo. I hope I'm saying that last name, right? Uh, he says, not incredibly PHP-related, but any thoughts on Oracle acquiring API?
1: Yeah, that was an interesting move. That was announced, what, yesterday, the day before?
0: Yeah, something
1: else. Yeah, I uh, I get why they're doing that. Like, everybody's kind of getting into the API thing um, and but i'm a little confused i'm curious to see what that's going to look like for them how that fits into the rest of what they're doing and also Mm -hmm. you know i think kind of in the back of everyone's mind what they did to to my sequel
0: um
1: like that whole debacle which to be fair it seems like it's a lot better now um you know it's it's it they've done a lot of really awesome work in the community uh dave stokes who you probably see around everywhere Mm-hmm. He's like the, the MySQL community dude, and he's, he's pretty awesome. Um, but everybody kind of remembers that whole, like, oh, well, they just took this over, and now everything is kind of crappy for everybody. And, yeah. uh, so I'm really hoping that they don't do that to Apiary.
0: Yeah, that's basically my exact response. I definitely understand why they did it, because it was a strong company. Um, mm-hmm. And who, who wouldn't want that? They're trying to appeal to um, you know, modern tech. But I'm scared. Um, I never used use API, so it's not really going to affect me. But it's always just sad when you see kind of a successful startup just disappear or merge into a behemoth and you don't really recognize it anymore. Yeah. So hopefully they keep it around as its own thing.
1: Yeah, I think... Uh, I, so there's a few directions that they could go in. Um, I'm wondering if they're headed towards like a, an API platform, kind of like a MuleSoft sort of thing. Because mm-hmm. that could be really cool for them yeah definitely. um yeah or you know maybe they're just really into api documentation <laughs> i don't well, know well
0: i mean they do have um just a shitload of the enterprise customers that i'm sure yeah. api documentation is a big pain point for them so oh, if it just pivot and really focus in on those customers It it as much as we might hate it because that might not be our world it could help thousands of developers or hundreds of thousands life you know make their life better
1: oh yeah no i i totally have no shit to talk about this uh because i think it was a smart move it's just like in the back of my mind i'm kind of like I-, I hope this goes well
0: <laughs> yeah yeah same
1: no it's actually so since the the whole mysql thing um you really haven't heard any more dramas uh, i mean i i honestly haven't heard any oracle dramas for years now uh, i know there was like some hiring thing a while back but beyond that that seems like they have definitely smoothed things out, which yeah. has been really, really good to see. No shit
0: to talk. <laughs> yeah. Uh do you have any Twitters or any questions? Uh, no. So Ian, uh Ian Lutman reminded me that we have an IRC channel for this uh podcast somewhere. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. I I have to even see if I still have an IRC client. Yeah, no, I have
1: an IRC client. I'm just not connected to Freenode at all. That's a fair point. Let's add a server. Oh, that'll connect from my home IP. That, that's maybe a bad idea. was bad Because the kids will DOS me. <laughs> <laughs> do, do kids still do that?
0: I I haven't been DOSed in a while.
1: Yeah, the... About a year ago, the DNSBL got whacked with a 500 gigabit per second attack, and I was like, man, I remember when you could send, like, you could ping somebody to death. Like, literally send a ping to them and their shit would go offline. <laughs> right. And now you've got, like, stuff like that. I remember not even... Yeah. Uh, get off my lawn. I
0: yeah. All right. <laughs> Alright, I am uh, coming into the IRC if anyone is here.
1: I'm getting on web chat.
0: Oh what wow. we have people in this fucking room. Look at that.
1: Holy crap. The more you know.
0: <laughs> so uh this is sweet. Uh it's John Three, right? Um, so I don't have chat history because so I don't know logged in. So if someone could like copy and paste the chat history, that would be amazing. So we can see what questions have been asked.
1: Oh, there's lots of people in there.
0: Yeah, yeah there are. Apparently, uh, he's yes. probably lying to me, but uh, Free Jay Free is saying that he's been asking questions for 20 minutes. Oh, some poser named not Amanda is trying to impersonate you as well. What a bitch! We don't, uh, we don't use that kind of language on this podcast, Amanda. <laughs> Ah, he was joking. Well, ask a question, man. Don't leave us hanging. We've got, like, 20 more minutes to fill here.
1: We could just also invite people onto the hangout and let them drink with us. We can uh, pop some beers. Let's
0: let's wrap this thing up with audio and stop the broadcast. Thank you for joining me as the co-host of this amazing show. And most of all, thank you for, you know, making me not go feel, feel anymore. That's, that's, <laughs> that, that's the real perk. <laughs> that's that's the real gem in all of this. No, thank you for
1: having me. This is this has been cool. I uh, We have some stuff coming up in a few weeks. We're actually on top of stuff. Yeah. Do, do we want to talk about that?
0: Yeah, we do. Let's go ahead and announce that shit. Well, so everyone, keep in mind the the dates are tentative. Uh, go ahead. Oh, I'm eating food oh all right i'll go for it so uh next episode uh i don't have the date in front of me we have Jesselyn rose i believe that's your twitter handled mm-hmm. uh scheduled to join us as a guest on the show if you have not met her she is uh lovely and bubbly and will mom the fuck out of you if you work too much that's that's what i took <laughs> away uh yeah she's great she's gonna be a guest and do you have any idea what date this is gonna be
1: uh, so we have it scheduled for the 7th, but all that right. could change depending on our schedules.
0: Cool. Yeah. So join us back on the 7th. We will make an event and tweet out links and all that. We just want to, we'll probably do it like a week or two before as we make sure the date's is firmed up. All right. Thanks everyone. Thanks Amanda. And, uh, see you later. Right after this, we will tweet out the link if you want to join the, uh, the hangout.